Welcome to Brand With On Demand, your guide to rebooting radio. One of the things that I have always done, gosh, forever, I mean, from when I first started in radio as a 20-year-old to, um, you know, the business that we're running today, I've always found mentors. They say you're the average of, I think, the five people you spend the most time with. And so if you say, well, what do I want to be in the future? Am I spending time with the people that are that now? Now your guides through the media morphosis. Noted communications second-generation broadcaster and media strategist, David Martin, and author of the book, Brandwith, media branding coach, Kipper McGee. Welcome to Brandwith On Demand, the only podcast dedicated to reimagining radio in episodes of about 15 minutes. Whether we know it or not, every radio station, host, and even manager has a brand. Yeah, the key? Making the most of opportunities where those two elements, brand and bandwidth, intersect, or as we call it, brandwidth. Bill Troy is a longtime radio vet who also works extensively in the online marketing world. After successful stints in programming and managing radio brands, he founded Troy Research, the first online market research firm for the broadcast industry. As they created a worldwide footprint, next came global consumer brands like Sony, Disney, Nestle, and Enterprise. And then six years ago, Bill started a second company, Civilis Marketing, which helps companies enhance business relationships using today's online marketing tools. This experience led him to write a book that's challenging many first-generation online marketers, including companies like Google. His new book, Clicksand reveals insights he's uncovered, and today Bill's crusade is to help brands, including radio stations and hosts, avoid or escape the clicksand trap <laughs> so they can compete effectively and win in our evolving media scape. We're happy to welcome Bill Troy. Hey, it's good to be here. So, Bill, you have taken a solid reputation both in radio and then research, and now you've evolved your business into an Inc. 500 company. Question. What lessons from radio, either how to or how not to, have offered the most value as you blaze that trail? You know, I'd, I'd say there are two, two quick things I would mention. The first is we're not in the radio business. We're just in business. And I think that's the first thing to do is make sure you don't get up every given day and start yourself with limitations. Not that you don't want to succeed in radio, but you don't want to say that's all I'm going to look at in the universe because there are a lot of great ideas that come from outside of radio that you could bring back. And we'll talk more about that uh, later in the the show, of course. But I think just make sure that you're in the business world and you're in the business of helping people and not listeners and just don't get trapped into that uh, mindset. And then the other thing is that Ever since I was, uh, I got my first job as an intern at a radio station, I have always had mentors. I've always reached out, in fact, proactively gotten mentors. So I always decide, where am I at now? Where do I want to be when I grow up and in the next phase of my life? And I call the people who are there now and I say, hey, will you help guide me? And I've been amazed at the help I've gotten over the years, whether that was getting my first part-time internship at a radio station or making the Inc. 500, all those things have come from that same technique. Well, Bill, as a former radio talent and winning PD, your Troy Research was one of the pioneers in online research. With evolving measurement approaches like PPM and online metrics, if you were back at a station today, what would be some of the first things you check to assess listener satisfaction? First of all, there are way smarter people than me in the industry that know all the ins and outs of PPM and uh, all that sort of stuff. So I would probably bring a slightly different mindset. I think there's not enough input in the radio business from the outside world. There's not enough cross-pollination. For example, I would say there are no listeners. There are just simply people out there who enjoy hearing uh, good audio. 
And if you start with the term listener, then you're already limiting yourself to a radio listener, then you're already sort of trapped in a box. So I would, first of all, be the research guy who would say, let's get completely unvarnished, realistic, unbiased feedback from the marketplace, what young people want, what what older uh, consumers want, and look at the difficult things that we're all facing, right? Shrinking attention spans, lack of media access versus possession of uh, their media, et cetera. And then what I would do is I'd say, let's start at Skunk Works. Let's see if we can take those things that seem to be limitations and challenges and make them positive. Uh, we look at a lot of those kind of things as researchers and say, you know, not just ignoring them and saying, well, nothing we can do about that. Say, let's talk about what we could do with those limitations. So a little skunk works is what I would try to do. In your book, Clicksand, you focus on the importance of building, not breaking consumer trust. What are some ways that people in radio can do both? Right. So I think this is something that's happening throughout all the industries that we work with, whether it's radio or consumer products or whatever. And that is that there's a mindset that's developed over the last few years with the emergence of online marketing in particular, that there is a, a giant pool of people out there that you're targeting. You know, you're trying to blast them with emails or hit them with ads or trick them with the right keyword or email subject line. And so there's been a sort of a uh, objectification of potential customers as people you trick or techniques you use to uh, try to lure them in. And I think we've lost the feeling that the person on the other side is a human being. So we are constantly recommending to our clients uh, on the research side to keep that mindset. It's not just a panel of people that you want to get 100 to rate your music or you know give you feedback on whatever perceptual issue you're dealing with. It's actual real people that have a real life. And so it's simple things that so many people don't do. Like we find, for example, one of the most important things for people that participate in surveys is they want to know how their participation made some difference in the world. And so just send them a note back, tell them what you learned. Even if it's something as simple as, Hey, thanks for taking the survey. Here are the three songs that were most popular this week. You're going to hear them more next week on mix, right? That's a really simple little thing everybody could do. And very few people even do it. So you could go so much further than that. You know, we get excited and we start thinking about what could you do if you started treating each individual listener as a person, and you use technology to do that, what could you do if you linked their opinions of research and music to what you're going to play? Could you send them a note to say, hey, it's a Jack in the Morning. I want to let you know we saw that you love that new Pink song. We're going to play it tomorrow morning at 6 o'clock. You want to kick off your day. We know you love it. So, I mean, you could tell them exactly when they're going to hear what they like. And those kinds of things are definitely doable from a technological standpoint today. I think it's just a mindset that holds us back Instead, we start thinking about mass blasting and noise and, and, and hitting people impersonally. So that's the thing that I think happens, whether it's enterprise rent-a-car or radio stations. It's a mindset that's happened in business for the last few years. It's tough. Yeah, that's a good point, Bill. And one of the keys you focused on is exploring ways that online marketing can do more harm than good, like you've just demonstrated. What are some ways you'd advise radio to use the force for good, enhancing the engagement and trust rather than destroying it? Yeah. On the advertising side, we see a lot too. And one of the things I talk about in the book is how the online marketing companies like Facebook and Google have learned how to make it addictive to advertisers. It's crazy that advertisers pay millions and millions of dollars for campaigns that fail every day. Why are people spending all that money for something that is measured and shows it does not work? Yet radio has some challenges getting those same people to spend money on radio. Well, what happens is, is they've gotten those advertisers engaged in the game of advertising. One little thing that we're doing at Troy Research on the advertising side called brand awareness studies, where it's very similar to the old Toma studies you guys have both heard sure. of before, mm -hmm. top of mind. But what we do is we create a report that then the advertiser, the radio station can take out and sit down with advertisers and it changes the conversation from we're number one to why are you number seven? 
right? And that gets their brain engaged in thinking about that and thinking about what to try. And it becomes an experimentation uh, concept involved there. And little things like that we think we could start to use to help them be successful by using what these other guys are using to help them fail. Mm -hmm. Good point. So with your skunk works mindset, which, by the way, I love the analogy and looking at other industries from the consumer standpoint, looking in as opposed to radio's way of looking at it from the studio out. Where do you see branded audio content, or what we call radio, in, say, the next three to five year period? Yeah, that's a really interesting one. I've, I've been thinking a lot about that. First of all, the, the radio industry has always been two things. One, it's a distribution network of towers, and uh, that that's history, right? I mean, there are right. more and more ways people get audio. So uh, if you keep holding on to that as what radio is, it's over. But what it also has always been is a creative medium of entertainment. Mm -hmm. And I think if we focus on that, then there's a great future. You know, if you focus on the towers, then we suddenly become Kodak and Sears and Sun Microsystems. But if we focus on just how do we entertain people and where do they want to get that? Then suddenly, you know, we're um, GoPro or Amazon or IBM. Right. I look at what is happening in other industries and other companies that uh, I wish was happening in radio. For example, why is Amazon, which is just an online shipping website, how have they become a producer of movies and television shows and radio never did? I mean, they, they were so far off from an industry to end up where they're producing amazing content that's winning Emmys and, yeah. and uh, you know, competing for Academy Awards. How did a company like that become all the way to the entertainment industry? So could we get that in the radio business? You know, I mean, even look at someone like Ryan Seacrest. He's a one-man media empire, right? So what could the industry do? At the very least, whether the industry can do it or not, I think the people in radio can do it if they start thinking that way. And I think, you know, just in the next few years, it's not about the distribution network of towers and channels. It's about creativity. And can the next Kardashian's idea come from the genius of radio people? Can the next Beats headphones come from radio people, right? Those kinds of mm -hmm. things are ideas that, that I, I come out of this idea I'm talking about with the Skunk Works, that if we start really thinking about what people want and can we deliver it to them, who knows what's possible? I'd love to see that. I've been wanting to see it for a long time, and I'd love to see that sort of thing take off. Yeah, it's like the more something rusts, the less it's going to be relevant. <laughs> That's good. We're with Bill Troy, the CEO of Civilis Marketing and Troy Research. To get a free chapter and a special deal on Bill's new book, just text the title, click SAND to 44222. That's click SAND, one word, to 44222. Or just click the link in the show notes and spread the word about Brandwidth On Demand. Our mission? To help you create great radio brands and discover the latest online bandwidth strategies that can help your station and career move forward. Seeing cool stuff happening? Or maybe doing some cool stuff? Hey, let us know. Just email show at brandwithondemand.com and we'll share it. And if we can ask a favor, please subscribe, comment, and rate Brandwith On Demand at Google Play, in the iTunes Store, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. Coming up, Bill Troy shares opportunities he sees that others might not, hiding in plain sight. Exploring media evolution in real time. Brandwith On Demand. Keep up with what the hottest stations are doing. Replay Radio will schedule and record any streaming radio station or show automatically. And the integrated media guide makes it easy to add a station or show with a single click. Try Replay Radio free by clicking their ad at brandwidthondemand.com. Opportunities hidden in plain sight. 
Brandwood Brandwood on demand. demand. We're with Bill Troy, one of the best and brightest in media and marketing. Bill, what's the greatest opportunity that you think for radio that might be hiding in plain sight? Well, I think uh, in particular for radio people, one of the things that I have always done, I've always found mentors. They say you're the average of, I think, the five people you spend the most time with. And so if you say, well, what do I want to be in the future? Am I spending time with the people that are that now? It's amazing. You can call up people you don't think would actually take your phone call. And if you call up someone, okay, you leave a voicemail, you say, hi, I'm so-and-so and and I'm doing such and such. And I would really like to learn what you've done because I really someday want to be you. You will be amazed at the incredibly successful people that will call you back. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, you have to do your part. And you have to be professional and, uh, you know, listen to what they have to say. And you don't have to do everything they say, but you have to show them that you value their time and you're hearing what they have to say. But I've been just blown away by the people who will give me guidance in life really altruistically. In some ways, they enjoy seeing me follow the path that they've followed. And so if you can find people like that to hang out with, suddenly me going from helping radio stations with their weekly research to working with Sony and Enterprise even seems small. But that inspiration you get from those kind of people is just mind-blowing. So find a mentor, find two or three, actually. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's some people in the business, a couple people from outside the business. And then basically, if you get people that are aspirational, that make you want to step up your game to live up to their expectations, it's a huge game changer. Great advice. Mm Our thanks to the wonderful Bill Troy. He was great. Lots of good stuff today. If you'd like to get a free chapter and a special deal on Bill's book, just text the title of the book. That's Click Sand, one word, C-L-I-C-K-S-A-N-D, to 44222. Click Sand to 44222 or click the link in the show notes at brandwithondemand.com. Next time, winning with a radio spouse who you're not married to. The better half of the nationally syndicated Bob and Sherry in the Morning Show. Sherry Lynch. Yellow moon, purple, star, they're, blue they're, get, they're getting rid of the yellow and orange hourglass marshmallow. I didn't know there was a yellow well, and orange it's, hourglass. It's only been a part of Lucky Charms since 2008. Can I ask you something? How do they dare produce that product? (laughs) That's a wrap, Kipper. Hey, can you imagine TV networks only promoting their morning shows? I mean, like NBC only promoting the Today Show and nothing else on the network? I can't either. So why does radio do it? We'll talk about it in One Minute Martinizing. You'll find it in the show notes at brandwithondemand.com. I'm Dave Martin. I'm Kipper McGee. May all your brandwith be wide. Any reuse or redistribution of brand with on demand without the express written consent of the producers is greatly appreciated. While you're at it, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe and rate us in the iTunes store or wherever you get your podcast. Your feedback helps others discover Brandwith On Demand. Not your average quarter hour. Dave Martin and Kipper McGee. Brandwith On Demand.